Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of The Coloring Book Coach? Visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. If you've ever taken a road trip through the western half of the United States, through states like Nebraska, Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, and Arizona, you'll appreciate our first story today, which is really more of a conversation between myself and my sister Jenny as we relate our different experiences of driving through a part of the country which is still, in many, many ways, the wild, wild west. Then, my sister Erin and I reminisce about childhood with a couple of funny stories which also have become part of our family lore. Lastly, we have a sweet, short call-in story from my friend, writer, and fellow podcaster, Nicole Rivera, who shares her own how-in-the-hell-did-I-get-here moment from a recent writing conference in New York City. Nicole's amazing podcast is called Stop Writing Alone, and it's a recommended listen. Stay tuned. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? As always, today's episode includes swear words. In this story, I'm at a point in my life where I've had some real crazy shit go down, and I'm not quite sure which way is up. I'm in California on a visit when I find out I'll be driving back home to Iowa with my two wiener dogs, Rex and Dexter. I've never driven that far alone, and as you'll hear today, and in future episodes, I had adventures. Plus, Jenny shares the time where she and her family take a road trip and end up staying a night in Wyoming, where it quickly becomes clear they are not in the Midwest anymore. Yeehaw! Hey, it's Kim. I know you're dying to hear what happens, but I had to sneak in here with a quick shout out for all the love and support we've gotten in the last week. Our numbers are moving up, and we know that you are sharing the show, plus we've gotten some really wonderful reviews. You keep us inspired to keep telling these stories, so thank you for sharing, reviewing, listening, and subscribing. The fans of this show rock, and we love you. Okay, now, on to the show. I remember I called dad from the Donner Pass. I'm like, well, at least I'm not having to eat anybody. So at least (laughs) I got that going for me right now. Coming across like Nevada, there's spots where it's like, I think I went like three hours without seeing another person in either direction. And they're not kidding when they say no services. And I had no cell phone coverage either for a long time. You know, we drove through Wyoming and it was just like that where you really felt vulnerable. You do. Try being alone with two wiener dogs that don't even add up to 20 pounds. I would think I was listening to podcasts and I just cranked them and I'm just like, okay, please let me live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all you can do is just keep on trucking and just hope you're going to make it. You could disappear right. so fast and there is nothing out there. You're completely right. vulnerable. Yeah. Except for probably dead bodies of the other people that didn't make it. You know, it. and I remember <laughs> having heard other people talk about like in Wyoming, there's no speed limit. And I'm like, what? That's cray cray. And then while we were driving across Wyoming, I realized there's no speed limit because you're not going to crash. 
there's nobody to crash with. It's just you and the road. And that also made sense when we stopped. So we stopped our first night in, uh, I think the little town was called Sundance, Wyoming. And uh, so we get to our pretty crappy little hotel room, motel room. And Bill and I were like, kids, you're going to be fine, but we're going to run to the liquor store. You know, it's a tiny town. We'll be back in 10 minutes. And they were fine. And we So we left and like, oh, this is awesome. They have their their liquor store is a drive through window. I'm like, I like this. This is very convenient. So we didn't even have to get out. We got our um, stuff. And then she's like, do you all need a cocktail or anything? And I'm like, what? They serve you cocktails through the drive through window at the <laughs> liquor store. It's a bar and an off sale. So on and off sale. I'm like, I, it must be legal. So they encourage drinking and driving. Yeah, we bought drinks and we drove away. <laughs> We bought. Okay, <laughs> I had a gin and tonic. Bill had a whiskey, whiskey and water. Was that, <laughs> this is in Wyoming? Yeah. Okay, our Wyoming listeners, there might be one of you at this point, at this <laughs> stage of the game. But is this true? Can we go to Wyoming and drive our, the speed limit and get a drink at the drive-through <laughs> liquor <Let's> store? Drive <laughs> any speed you want. <laughs> drink what you want. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. I just no. remember coming out. Um, going back east from east to west the first time I drove it, coming over like this huge hill and all of a sudden like looking out and I thought, oh my God, I have left the planet. I'm like, where the fuck am I? This does not look like any landscape I have seen on earth before. Okay. I think I just went through a portal. (laughs) I was at the salt flats. Have you seen them? No, I have not. Uh, And the wind blows like a hundred, over a hundred miles an hour there, like regularly. I stopped there because the dogs had to pee. I thought they were going to be like wiener dog kites. There was like (laughs) tumbleweeds blowing by them. Their ears and tails were like full on flat, like blowing out in the wind. Mm -hmm. They're trying, poor Rex had to take a dump in these conditions. (laughs) I mean, it's like, oh my God, it's so crazy. You should just look it up. It was June, you know, and so everything's like blooming. And all of a sudden I come across this big ridge and I'm like looking out over this landscape. Seriously, I did think I'm like, okay, at that point in my life, I'm like portal. I'm like, okay, I've done it. I have achieved my goal. Now what? Where, where's the way station? Where do I check in for my next mission? I'm the oldest of seven, which made for a very interesting and active childhood. Listen in as I tell a couple funny stories about my sister Erin and our brother Matt and the determination and ingenuity that they showed at ages four and five to get their own way. Plus, an embarrassing moment for a 13-year-old me when I'm at the community pool's kiddie pool with five-year-old Erin. We had sound quality issues with this recording and we apologize. So when we were growing up, I think it was when I was in seventh grade, I was about 13, my mom um, went to work and she worked, I think Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday, every other weekend. So she always worked Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like after school. So I had to come straight home from school because I had six brothers and sisters younger than me. And there was a uh, age difference of um, 11 years between myself and my sister Sky, who's the baby in the family. She was like two and then my brother Matt was three and then Aaron, you would have been like four, four and a half mm-hmm. and Jenny yep. would have been like five. 
And then Chris was probably nine and Carrie was probably 11. It seemed like maybe she worked more in the summer or maybe I just remember that. But so there was a summer when you and Matt were probably like four and five, maybe possibly five and six, you just did not want to wear clothes. I mean, <laughs> the streakers. I yeah. remember this phase. You just, like, we could not keep, and it was like you guys were in it together. It wasn't like you just decided you're not going to wear clothes. No, you and Matt together decided <laughs> you're not wearing clothes, and fuck it, you're not wearing clothes. So I was like 13 or whatever, and I'm like, this is like at the point of life for this a 13 unacceptable. year old fucking unacceptable you're just like no not anything to do with anybody being naked right it's like horrifying right so you guys were terrible like you were incorrigible you would always sneak out of the house somehow and get out and like go running around that neighborhood naked so finally <laughs> um I think dad put a, like a one of those hook latches on the front door and you know fairly high so that up. we couldn't streak right so you couldn't streak so you couldn't get out <laughs> Uh-huh. So, you know, and I felt like finally, geez, I could relax because it's like all I could, you know, I'm trying to keep track of everybody as it was. And I'm relieved now because the front door is literally like latched with a, with a hook latch and it's high up and they're little kids. So I'm relaxing probably for the first time in God knows how long, like a couple of weeks probably because this was going on. So the phone rings. It is our neighbor, like two blocks down and the the street we lived on actually was like one huge long block. I think it ran for probably three blocks. There was no streets in between it. So as a kid, you could just get on your big wheel or your scooter or your bike or whatever. And you could ride for a long time up and down that street. So the neighbor who was calling was like two blocks down at the other end of the street. And he was calling because Aaron and Matt were down there naked on their big wheels. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. They had pulled the piano seat over to the door. Someone got up on there and popped that freaking lock and off they went naked on their big wheels. So I was mortified. I had to go down there with like sheets or something and like wrap them around. their like superheroes and send their little naked butts back home two blocks on their on the big wheels. So another funny story that happened with Erin when she was little, probably around, again, four or five, we had the um, pool. Well, there's it still is in the same spot. From my parents' house, it was just like three blocks, easy walk. So the pool was like our escape in the summer. We lived in an old house. We didn't have air conditioning. and But the little kids had to go to the little, the, like the, the kiddie pool. So one day... I don't know where anybody else was, but I was with Aaron at the kiddie pool. And again, I was like 13 and I had a like hot crush on one of the lifeguards at the pool. I'm 13. Aaron is five. And we've just arrived at the kiddie pool where I discovered that the lifeguard on duty is the boy of my dreams. And I've been pining for him all summer long. Stay with us. Hey, it's Kim, and I just want to say that the fact that you are listening just blows our minds. Thanks so much. I also wanted to ask you if you'd like to become a producer on the show. Yeah, you, a podcast producer. How do you do that? Well, you just hop over to patreon.com, search for How in the Hell Did I Get Here, and sign up to support us. There's all different levels over there with lots of fun perks. This is an independent podcast, so when you support us, you are truly helping to produce the show. 
And it's pretty cool to say that you're a podcast producer, right? Head to Patreon. Make it happen. Back to our story. Again, I was like 13 and I had a like hot crush on one of the lifeguards at the pool. But we get there that day and the uh, lifeguard who was probably like, you know, 16 or whatever is there. Is this going to be embarrassing for me? Possibly. (laughs) It was embarrassing for me at the time. So we get there and, you know, Aaron's splashing around in the kiddie pool doing whatever. And the lifeguard that I'm, you know, lusting after is monitoring the kiddie pool that afternoon. And so I'm all like trying to be all like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever I'm trying to do, be attractive in some way, shape or form. And so I'm sitting there on the edge of the kiddie pool. I have no idea where Aaron is at this point because, you know, my eyes are just on the lifeguard. Well, he gets up and starts to walk over to me. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like the Baywatch scene. I'm like, all my dreams are coming true. In 1975. I don't know what year it was, but I was like, it was like a tiger beat moment. So he's like walking over to me like in slow motion. He leans down. I look up and he says, hey. And I'm like, hey. (laughs) Highly intelligent speak. (laughs) Hey, your little sister over there. And I'm like, "Um." no. (laughs) That's what I wish I would have (laughs) said. Wanted to let you know she's eating gum off the tar. <laughs> I knew there was something wrong. Something was not quite right. And I look over and I look over and you, and you are bent over and like you have a wad of gum and it is attached still to the tar. Oh and you're God. Like pulling it up and I'm like, oh my God, it was almost worse than having you naked on the big wheel. I'm like, we have to go. (laughs) Nicole is wrapping up a very successful writing convention when she runs into a little bit of trouble. Okay, hey guys, it's me with one last check-in from Javits Center from BookCon. I'm right outside the door. I'm leaving. Um, But I just had to give you this hilarious tale of how my day ended up. Just before leaving, I thought it would be nice to buy my son a book since he and my husband could not make it on the last day. So I ran to a booth where I got him a book last year that he loved. I went to buy the um, a book from the same author, and I didn't have my bag with me anymore, with my wallet in it. I knew exactly where it was, so I went back downstairs to the panel room where I was for the NaNoWriMo write-in. Ran to the room, ran to the table, exactly where it was, and I asked a gentleman sitting there, was there a bag here? And he said, yes. We saw it, and we gave it to security. So I went outside and talked to security, and they said, oh, yes. We had called in the bomb-sniffing dog for your bag. We had to because it was left under the draped tablecloth, and no one spoke of it. So it's the whole, if you see something, say something situation. So here I am in the last hour of book on causing all types of drama for these poor people that were here found my way to lost and found there it was had to fill out official paperwork and describe the contents of my bag 
and then go back and uh, happy ending got the books for my son but that's uh that's life is me guys in case you hadn't picked up already on the ridiculous that keeps on happening Wow, here we are at the end of episode 30, and a huge thanks and shout out to everyone who listens, subscribes, tells a friend, shares the link, reviews, or supports us via Patreon or Coffee.com, which is spelled K-O-F-I.com. You people rock. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. How in the Hell Did I Get Here is written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden. This week's show features myself, my sister, Jenny Gardner, my sister, Erin Beach, and my friend and fellow podcaster, Nicole Rivera from Stop Writing Alone. Big thanks to her for sharing her story with us today. If you want to share a story with us, call 323-488-3303 and leave us your story. And you might hear it on the air. That's 323-488-3303. Thanks again to our sponsor, The Coloring Book Coach. Find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. Silent Partner creates our theme song and ad music, which we found on YouTube's Creator Library. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Yeah, and then when I got out of the car, just that wind, I've never seen, experienced anything like that or seen anything like that. It was it was kind of like, um, but did not look at all like this, but it was like stepping out of the car in um, Volcano National Park in Hawaii. I was because, say, you kind of compared it to being on a, the moon or on Mars or whatever. Yeah, it, you do not feel like you're on this planet at all either at that situation because it stinks like sulfur. Yeah. And there's these giant rocks and everything's black and all flowy and rocks and everything. It's like, okay, now I've done it. I'm in hell. <laughs>